Happy Friday, Bruins fans. We've got some news and notes from training camp, as well as a bunch of mailbag questions to answer here on today's episode of Locked On Boston Bruins. Your Locked On Bruins, your daily podcast on the Boston Bruins, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, Bruins fans, and welcome back to the Locked On Boston Bruins podcast. I'm your host, Ian McLaren, and this is a daily show where we discuss all things spoke to be, as well as take a look around the NHL. Today is Friday, September 23rd, and I want to thank you so much for making Locked On Boston Bruins part of your day every single day. We are free and available wherever you get podcasts, so open up your podcast app, Go to YouTube, search up Locked On Bruins, and hit that subscribe button. Today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts. Before we get into the latest from Bruins training camp, as well as a bunch of mailbag questions, Quick reminder that you can follow the podcast at Locked NHL Bruins on both Instagram and Twitter. And you can find me, my dad jokes, and hockey tweets at Ian C. McLaren. Now the Bruins caused a bit of a stir this morning on Twitter by posting Patrice Bergeron posing in a new look sweater. It's not a jersey, just a sweater. Apparently you can get it for 100 bucks. Uh, I'd wear it. Go check it out. Check out the Bruins Twitter feed and uh, see what's going on over there. What Patrice is modeling. Anytime Patrice is in front of a camera, it's always a treat. Now, yesterday at training camp, the big news was Matt Grizzlick not being on the ice with his teammates for the first practice session, but... He is on the mend and could be back a bit sooner than later. In fact, Andrew Raycroft, former Bruins goaltender and uh, current Bruins uh, coverer, saying he thinks that Grizzlick, McAvoy, Marchand all could be back a bit sooner than what is anticipated. Uh, Grizzlick admitted his recovery feels quicker than he expected, felt pretty good right away after having off-season shoulder surgery. He wore a sling for a couple weeks, and now his range of motion is pretty good, and they're working on a lot of the little things, uh, like how he sleeps, so when he wakes wakes up in the morning, it's not as stiff. He originally suffered the injury back in January during a home game against the Jets where he was hit hard from behind by Pierre-Luc Dubois. He battled through it and, you know, was not as effective down the stretch. So a healthy Matt Grizzlick will be huge for the Boston Bruins this coming season. For my money, 
a Grizzlick McAvoy pairing, one of the best around the league. And I don't think Grizzlick is as appreciated as he should be. He, he, people were expecting him to be Tory Krug 2.0. He's not as offensive as Krug. Doesn't put up the points, doesn't put up the numbers, but he can get the puck up the ice uh, with the best of them. And he compliments Charlie McAvoy, McAvoy very well. And I'm excited to get him back. I, I don't have an appetite to trade him as some others in the fan base might. Another exciting development. Again, it's very early. It was only day one. But 2021 first round pick Fabian Lysel was on the right side with Pavel Zaka and Patrice Bergeron during Thursday's first on-ice session. Head coach Jim Montgomery said he thinks it's important that you give players you think have potential to play in those spots, give them the opportunity to see what they can do with the big guns. If you put them with fourth-line players, maybe they don't get to see what they can do as far as making plays and jumping in some holes. Montgomery said Lysel is a dynamic player. He was impressed with how he attacks people's feet. He makes defensemen face him, which good offensive players will manipulate defensive feet. And he understands how to do that already. So he's going to make plays. And again, Lysel will be getting some time in tomorrow night's game against the Philadelphia Flyers the Bruins' first preseason game. Montgomery said his focus is blending in some of the youth with the team's existing veterans in an effort to show the younger players the Bruins' way. Um, so that's why they were kind of mixing up the practice groups. You had uh, Lysel with Bergeron and... Uh, Zaka, you had Jacob Lauko with David Krejci, David Pasternak in another group. John Beecher had a prominent role. He stated his goal is to make the team. And so as Montgomery gives these young guys a more prominent role in training camp, there's a better chance that one of them is at least is going to uh, make a jump up and and make a push for playing time in the regular season. So that's very exciting, and I am looking forward to watching tomorrow night's game and seeing how some of these young guys perform uh, against you know not top flight NHL competition. The Flyers are going to be pretty bad this season as it is, uh, so I would expect a good effort from these guys and uh, a win to open up the preseason for the Boston Bruins. Right, coming up, I'm going to answer some mailbag questions, but first a quick word about betonline.net, your number one source for football betting info this season. You can find all the latest player developments, team matchups, news, podcasts, and in-depth articles and analysis on every game you can find. And as always, BetOnline remains your continued source for all your sport wagering information with live betting 
and up-to-the-minute scores for every sport out there. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite games and events, including Major League Baseball, MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to BetOnline.net or use your mobile device to learn more at BetOnline, where the game starts. And just a quick reminder, for more football news and notes, be sure to check out the Locked On Patriots podcast as uh, the Pats prepare for Week 3 action. Alright, so the other day, Locked On Boston Bruins listener Nicholas Defoe sent in a bunch of great mailbag questions via the Instagram account, which again is Locked NHL Bruins. And I'm going to answer as many of those as I can here in segments two and three. The first question he sent in was, if you were in a fantasy league with eight to 12 teams, which Bruins players would you take in the top five rounds? Uh, His league, I guess, is a rotisserie league where uh, I'm in a couple keeper leagues. They're they're both head-to-head leagues. A rotisserie league is... So you have the most goals in a in a season, and there's 12 teams. Then you get 12 points for that for being ranked the top team. And however you rank in those different categories is uh, added all up, and that's where you are in the standings. In the first five rounds, well, I would say off the top, couple players come to mind. Brad Marchand, of course, is going to be injured to begin the season. So I don't know if you want to spend a first, one of your first five picks on a guy that's going to be injured if there's a better overall player on the table, but he's a guy that you can pick up, put on IR, and bank on for some pretty good production down the stretch playoffs well it's a rotisserie league so there's no real playoff if you want a guy who's going to be good from start to finish you got to go with David Pasternak again he it's technically a contract year he took the summer to get healthy both physically and mentally and I think he's going to have a monster season to prove that he is worth double digit millions per year on his next contract I want to say Jeremy Swayman as well. I think it's possible that he could emerge as the 1A guy this year, but likely it'll be a pretty even split in net. Um, So with McAvoy, Marchand, injured, your best bet in a top five round pick from the Bruins is David Pasternak. The next question was, do you think that Chara signing a one-day contract with the Bruins gives the core of the team a boost? I think so, and for a couple of reasons. It was on the eve of training camp, and you know Jim Montgomery was very open about saying how well-established the culture was in Boston, and that's because of Zidane Chara. 
as you look back over his career, you see all the accolades that he achieved. But you also see some of the opportunities that got away. 2013, Stanley Cup Final against the Chicago Blackhawks. 2019, Stanley Cup Final against the St. Louis Blues. Everybody talks about the Game 5 ovation. He's playing with a broken jaw. But the Bruins lost that game. And the Bruins losing, you know, two, or sorry, three home games in that series. Incredibly detrimental to uh, their chances of winning. Like, there's no doubt about it. They won game one, 4-2. Lost game two, 3-2 in overtime. Game five, they lost 2-1. And then game seven, of course, they lost by a score of 4-1. to So I think it gave the team a boost in the sense that Chara indispensable to the team's success since he arrived in 2006. But it's also a reminder that those opportunities don't come around every year. And even when they do, there's no guarantee that you're going to make good on them. So with Bergeron coming back, David Krejci coming back, there's an opportunity here to perhaps go out on top or to make one last run together with Marchand back in the mix. Those are the remaining players from 2011, 2013, 2019. I think it gives them a boost in the sense that they're going to come out ready to go and um, really continuing the legacy that Zdeno Chara set as captain of uh, the Boston Bruins for so long. Next question was, do you see Chara having a role with the Bruins off the ice? Maybe some manager role or something in the future? I personally would love to see um, Zdeno Chara working for the Boston Bruins at some point down the line. Not sure if it would be on the coaching side, on the front office side, you know, Tuka Rask, who retired last season, acting as an ambassador for the team, a fan ambassador. Uh, I believe Chara is remaining in Boston for the time being. You know, he's well established there with his uh, wife and his children. And uh, yeah, it would be amazing for Chara to. Uh, work for the Bruins in some capacity down the line. Right now, he wants to focus on his family. Cam Neely, the other day, said the door is wide open for Chara to have some sort of role. Um, I could see him, yeah, taking on a, a player development role, mentoring some of the young kids. I could see him um, coaching. Front office, all kinds of opportunities open for him. He's a very smart guy. He's well-read, got his real estate license. Um, So, really, 
anything is possible for Zidane Chara in retirement. All right, coming up in segment three, going to answer a few more of these questions. Um, first, I want to say thank you again for making Locked On Boston Bruins part of your day every day. Don't forget to check out, uh, like I mentioned, Locked On Patriots, Locked On Red Sox, Locked On Celtics. A lot of stuff going on there these days. And, of course, check out the Locked On NHL podcast where you'll get all the latest from around the league from our team of local experts. All right, Nick Defoe with a few more great questions here. He asks, does David Krejci have the perfect line to reboot his role with the Bruins? Not that he needs the fan appreciation. Honestly, Nick, I do believe that David Krejci, not that he's undervalued, but I don't think he gets the appreciation that he deserves as such an important piece for the Boston Bruins. If he was in the lineup last year, I think they beat the Carolina Hurricanes. If you look at the top six, much better this season than last. No disrespect to Eric Howla, but he's not a second-line center. And I said a lot last season that it probably didn't matter who played with Hall and Pasternak because Hall playmaking abilities... Pasta finishing, just needs someone who's defensively responsible who could chip in occasionally. I think David Krejci will have a great opportunity here with Hall and Pasternak because he can play that defensive role, but he can also dish better than Hala and has a bit more finish as well. So that line, I think could be the de facto number one line for the Boston Bruins. And each guy has an opportunity to have a pretty special season. Um, so yeah, I think we're going to be reminded of how good David Krejci is, how important he is to this team, and it will give us a renewed appreciation for what he did uh, for so many years before his brief hiatus. One more question here, or a couple more questions. Does Zaka maintain his productivity when Brad Marchand returns? First, we need to see that productivity. You know, he does have the ability to um, put up some points. Drafted fifth overall in 2015. He is a very solid possession player. And he has the ability to put up some points. A couple seasons ago, he had 17 goals, 18 assists for 35 points in 50 games. He was shooting 16.5%, so that's a bit inflated, but still uh, pretty impressive numbers. Last season, his... Uh, point total was the highest of his career at 36, but it was in 70 games. So that's just over a point, half a point per game average. I think he could push for 20 goals, uh, 30 assists, a 50-point season. 
well in the cards for Mr. Zaka, especially if he gets off to a good start on the first line. Now, again, it'll, it'll get a bit dicier when Marchand returns. You'd think that he'll be on the third line with Charlie Coyle and Craig Smith. And that could be a very effective trio as well. Coyle and Zaka have a relationship from having uh, worked together in the offseason. And Coyle has said that he's excited about an opportunity to play with Zaka once Brad Marchand returns. So that could be, you know, you need depth to win in the NHL. If you can have an effective third line, you're that much further ahead of the competition. So I'd love to see Zaka get off to a good start, build some confidence. His production might drop off a bit. I'm banking on him to have a good start in one fantasy league that I am in. I picked him up. Uh, I also have Marchand, so Marchand will go on the IR. Zaka will go into the starting lineup. Um, and I'd like to see him get off to a hot start, build some confidence, and then keep it going on that third line spot. But realistically, sure, he's going to drop off if he's not playing with the top players. A couple fun ones to end here. Nick asks, what new music have you been into lately? He said, I remember when Weezer came out with a new album, you talked about it, so I know that you have great taste. Weezer did come out with a new fall album yesterday. They've been doing these um, season albums. I haven't really loved those, to be honest. A few that I'm been listening to lately there's a new death cab for cutie album that came out last week that i really love marcus mumford put out a solo album and uh just today for canadian listeners arkells released a new album today i haven't listened to it yet but i'm very excited for that if you are south of the border and haven't heard of arkells i highly recommend you check them out they're the biggest rock band in Canada these days and uh, really just putting out some uh, some fun tunes and I'm excited to check that out today finally Nick asks asks any cider or books that you would suggest cider I've been a bit light on lately having a bit of a dry September uh, those of you in Ontario there's a cidery near Hamilton called West Avenue that I love. You need to check those out if you can. Uh, we went to Prince Edward County last month and uh, Lockmore Cider Company uh, was really great. As well as, oh crap, what was the other one called? Um, not County Cider, although that one's really good. Um... Uh, I can't remember. Anyways, there's some really good ones up here. I don't know of any uh, as much in New England area, but if you have any recommendations. Oh, Crimson Cider Company. That's the one I was talking about. That one's really good as well. And uh, now that the fall weather is here, we're going to be getting out apple picking, which is always an opportunity to grab some cider at places that do both, which is great for business. 
Howell Road I'm going to be going to uh, probably next weekend. In terms of books, well, I just finished a series that I hadn't read since high school. It's kind of a fantasy series by a guy named David Eddings. Uh, the first part is called The Belgaria. The second part is called The Mandalorian. Uh, kind of a nerdy twist here, but uh, I really enjoyed them. Uh, not quite as much as I did when I read them first in high school, but still pretty entertaining. Um, I've been watching Rings of Power on Amazon, so it makes me want to go back into Lord of the Rings. I'm a huge historical fiction fan, and uh, sad news today, as uh, one of my favorite historical fiction writers uh, passed away, and that was... Um, Oh, shoot. What's her name? Oh, my gosh. I'm so sorry. Um, she wrote books about... Um, uh, Cromwell. And... Oh, I'm so sorry. I'm blanking on her name. Anyways. Um, I'm a huge... Oh, Hilary Mantel. Sorry. I was getting her confused with Emily St. John Mandel, Canadian author who wrote Station Eleven, uh, which is a great book. Hilary Mantel died at age 70. She wrote Wolf Hall, which is a great historical fiction book. There's a guy I like called Edward Rutherford. Uh, I have a few of his books on the shelf that I'm going to read. And um, anything by Haruki Murakami, you should check out as well. Sorry for blanking on her name. Anyways, that's it for today's episode of Locked On Boston Bruins. Thank you so much, Nick, for sending in those questions. You can always do so at Locked NHL Bruins on Instagram or Twitter. And coming up this weekend, our youngest is starting hockey, our middle boy starting basketball. And uh, it's going to be a busy one. Some open gyms, family fun night at our church as well and uh, just getting out there and enjoying the fall weather and of course a Bruins game tomorrow night to watch which I'm very excited about and we'll talk about that on Monday as well as bring you all the latest on the Boston Bruins here on the Locked On Boston Bruins podcast part of the Locked On podcast network your favorite team every single day take care of yourselves friends take care of each other and we'll talk to you again here on Monday. Be sure to subscribe to the YouTube channel for any breaking news that might come out over the weekend. Peace.